0: happened. I finally got it done. Now I know I'm starting the podcast with us like just in a regular conversation. I'm just starting in the middle of it, but I am so excited. It actually finally got finished. If you've listened to me for any time now, you know I'm not a big fan of colleges and universities and things like that because you spend 75 dollars $85,000, $100,000 on a college degree, a piece of paper. Now you do get some education, some not good education, some I guess possibly good education, but you spend so much money on a piece of paper that you're not guaranteed an actual job. You're not guaranteed any money. And so I got my college degree back in 2001. And I have planned for like, my goodness, at least two years now, I've been wanting to blow it up. I found it in an old drawer and I was looking at it. It's a plaque. It's literally embossed in wood. And I know I will literally never use this degree ever, ever again. And so I had a plan to actually blow it up, to make it huge, a huge explosion and destroy it, shoot it with my kids. And we actually did that. So uh, it finally happened. Now, it I'm going to just it's just between us. I'm going to tell you guys what actually happened that you're not going to see in the video. So, I actually want you to watch the entire it's like 5 minutes. I mean, but it's it's a fun edited video. My kids are shooting it, I'm shooting it, but I'm going to tell you the little inside story about what happened with the degree and shooting it. Now, check in the description for the link to the actual explosion video. You'll love it or at least I loved it. It was awesome. The gas ball, like the, the the fireball of gasoline. If you've seen any like Hollywood movies, when you see an explosion, usually explosions, unless they involve gas, you don't see a big fireball. The fireball comes with gas. And I knew that because I watch a lot of Mythbusters or my kids watch Myth, Mythbusters and we know you need gasoline in order to make a good fireball. And so what I did is I got 16 pounds of tannerite is actually closer to 20. Um, This is a little bit inside story about the actual video and shooting it and things not going right. I also got a one-gallon gasoline container on top of the tannerite, and the explosion was magnificent. Now, on the video, it's not going to feel as impressive. It's going to look impressive. It's going to look good because of the fireball, but you don't actually feel it. You can't feel the shockwave because that shockwave is legit and I even, you know, as we got closer to where the fireball was after it had gone off, man, we could just tell like the heat was radiating off everything, but you know, we were safe. We got fire extinguishers and everything ready and we were all safe. Everything was good. So let me give you a little insight of what actually happened. So if you, I think it was maybe one or two episodes ago, I talked about how I actually went out into the desert and I had everything all set up. Everything was going to be perfect. And it actually did not go off. You can even see it in the video where I'm shooting the Tannerite and the gasoline and it doesn't blow up. And apparently, and I think this is what happened, I hit a little too high and I punctured the gasoline and the gasoline poured onto the Tannerite. Tannerite got wet and it didn't explode. So I was really bummed out and it didn't work. Then a second time, we drove out there a second time. This is the inside you won't see on the video. We drove out there a second time to do the same thing. And I thought, okay, now what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna have this Home Depot bucket and I'm gonna put the gasoline on the outside of the, uh, oh, sorry, let me take one quick step back. So there's a Home Depot bucket and I got a one gallon water bottle from, I don't know, it was like Walmart or something. So I filled up the one gallon water bottle with the Tannerite. Then I put that inside the Home Depot bucket. Then I poured gasoline around the Tannerite, so the Tannerite's protected. So if I hit the Tannerite, it's gonna blow up or supposedly gonna blow up. So here's what you wouldn't see on the video. I actually shoot it the second time and it still didn't go off. I think what happened was going through the Home Depot bucket, stopped the projectile, so much that it didn't blow up. Tannerite's not like dynamite where it's actually going to blow up on you if you're shaking it, like if you're just drop it, dynamite, you know, um, that will actually blow up, you know, just on its own. This stuff, it takes a high powered bullet. I even shot it with my pistol, a nine millimeter pistol, and it didn't blow up. It needs a high powered caliber rifle round. So I shoot it, it doesn't go off. I am so frustrated. This is the second time it, I was like, man, it was sure it was going to work it didn't work. Then I was so frustrated. So I took the the one gallon of Tannerite. I took it out of the Home Depot bucket. Gas was already all spilled all over the ground. And I put the diploma on top of the one gallon bucket and the you know, little jar that had the Tannerite in it. I shot that one gallon. It had eight pounds of Tannerite in it. And it blew up. It blew up the entire diploma or sorry, degree. I kept calling another thing you're going to see on the video. I keep calling it a diploma for some reason, even though it's a high school diploma, college degree. I kept calling it a diploma. So I had to edit that out. You're going to see a couple times where I actually say diploma, but I edited my own voice. Like I recorded it outside my backyard degree. I said degree like eight times to find the the white one that would fit in there. Even though you can't see it, my lips or you can see my lips say diploma, but I actually say degree. Anyways, the second time, it blows up, it blows the smithereens. But the fireball, it just doesn't seem impressive. It doesn't seem like it is something that people are gonna be excited about. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna do it again, even though Diploma's already gone. Like, diploma's already destroyed. It's not gonna blow up again, because uh, it's gone. It's literally gone, the kids can't find it because it blew up that much. So what I did was, I just shot another video footage of me blowing up, now this time, it is 20 pounds of Tannerite, and I'm saying, on the video, here's another inside thing, I'm saying 16 pounds for some reason, when I know it's 20, but I'm saying 16, I'm just all excited, (laughs) just, uh, it just, you guys know that I'm not that smart, and so numbers kind of evade my brain, and some reason I was saying 16, which should have been 20, so I get everything set up, so as you're watching the video, when you see me pouring the gasoline in there, you can tell, I don't actually show me or my diploma degree, putting that on top of the gasoline and Tannerite. Like I literally, you don't see it, me putting it on top of there. It's because it's already blown up. So I try to make it seem like with editing and and things like that, that um, you wouldn't actually know that it's not there, that it was already blown up. So I am super excited that this third time, trying it out, third time's a charm, and it actually worked out. I figured out all the ways that I did something wrong. And so I bought a little garbage can, filled that up with 20 pounds of Tannerite, then put a bucket on top of it. Another, I think it was like $2 at Walmart, like a little container, and filled that up with gasoline. Put that on top of the Tannerite, so it's a container on top of a container, and then the fireball blew up so huge. It was so impressive. I wish you guys were there. Oh my goodness! So I just posted the video. I want you guys to check it out. Let me know what you think. Leave the comments inside of the YouTube video. You know, just tell me what your thoughts. Like, or do you think I'm completely off my rocker? Should you keep your degree? Should is that something that people should spend lots and lots of money on? You know, hundred thousand dollars on, or you know, are you wanting to do something like that yourself? You know. So, but anyways, it was super fantastic. I am so relieved that the video turned out the way it did it's been like 2 years in the way in the making i've been talking about this for a long time so i'm glad you guys are along with me on this journey and I'm really excited to have you guys watch this cuz you know I've been talking about this forever. And in all the excitement of me blowing up and I wanted to tell you guys all the ins and outs about the de- degree getting blown up, I forgot to tell you who I am. So if you've never heard about me or never heard this show before, my name's Dustin Heiner with Master Passive Income and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that job, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate rental properties so you never ever have to work a job again. Now actually doing that entire video was hard and that got me started to think about that was hard but you know what what about hard money I haven't talked about hard money in a while how to invest with hard money and that's something that I want to talk to you guys about is using hard money and doing it right because when I first found out or realized that there was something like or called hard money I was really concerned I thought it was, you know, something that we should never touch. Like it's uh, it's something that only the pros do. Well, actually, yeah, I kind of say that, but I'm going to walk you through everything about hard money so that you will do it right. So you're not going to screw up. if you, Hopefully, if you follow what I say and you do everything right and you invest properly, you buy the right properties, you build the business first, everything we talk about and everything that I show in the Real Estate Wealth Builders, I show you how to do all this stuff. And now, also, you guys, I want you to get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. That link will be in the description as well. And it'll also be in the YouTube description. Now let's talk about hard money in your real estate investing. Hard money can be fantastic and is actually a fantastic way to grow your business. See, know, if you have plenty of money, it's really easy to buy properties. But if you don't, and you need to use other people's money, you know, OPM, I love that term, other people's money to buy properties. You might be thinking that only going to a bank is the best way to go or talking to your grandma and see if they can give you money. There are so many other ways and one specifically that I personally think is a fantastic way is hard money and I have an entire video on the 14 different ways that you can get financing so check the description for that video. It's actually literally goes through everything that you need to do and all the different ways to get financing because like I said 14 different ways to get financing to buy a house. It's so There's so many options out there and I want to give you all of them but specifically let's really hit home. On hard money. Now, when I first heard of hard money, I thought of something scary, something very, very scary, like you know, the mobster, the gangster that actually has money. They slip you the money under the table, and if you don't pay them, some guy named Jimmy the Wolf will come and break your kneecaps (laughs) until you pay them. It's not like that. In fact, it's so literally not like that. It's basically a private money lender who lends out their own money, or maybe a few people to come combined together, but they give out their or lend out their money. Not like a bank or an institution like that, but it's private money is really what it comes down to. But it's more of a business, they really want their money transitioning over and over, making money from their money very, very quickly. Now, when you think of getting that money in and out very quickly of a property, hard money is a fantastic way to do that for fix and flips, they are fantastic. But most people might be thinking, Well, how would I do hard money for? a single family home. And at the end of the video, I'm literally going to give you the tips that I give all of my coaching students. Actually, I guess coaching you one-on-one, how you can make sure you're getting the best hard money for your rental properties, doing it right, preparing for the worst, and actually being successful, making sure that you're buying the right properties, you're using hard money the right way, because I definitely don't want you to get into hard money and get stuck, because you absolutely can get stuck. So what is hard money then? Hard money is borrowing money from a private investor who really tries to turn their money over and over again, very, very fast. Now they can be like that's their entire business or it can be just somebody who is a private investor that wants to do it. Now your loans will be anywhere from like you know six months to a year. At the very most I've ever seen is two years for a hard money loan. Now you can always renegotiate as soon as you get to that, you know, 6 months or 2 years. You could always renegotiate, ask them if they can, you know, extend the loan or do something like that. But like again, like I said, I'm going to give you some tips at the end of the video on how to make sure you're doing it right and you're not going to get stuck in hard money and have Jimmy the Wolf come and break your kneecaps. Actually, just kidding, that wouldn't happen. But I want to make I want to save you from that. So, when you are buying a property and you're going to use hard money, the hard money lender is going to want a few things from you. Number 1, your first kid. I'm just kidding. It's definitely not that. It's not that I keep making it seem worse than it is. Jokingly, making it seem worse than it is. But here's what they're gonna want: they're gonna want points up front. They want points, which means a percentage of the dollar value that they're borrowing is a fee. So give you easy numbers. If they're gonna be borrowing a hundred thousand dollars from a hard money lender to buy a house, they're gonna charge you one point. For example, they might charge you two, three, or four points, depending on your credit risk and all that sort of stuff whatever their criteria is. But if they're charging you just one point, that's 1% of the $100,000. So 1% of $100,000 is $1,000. That's gonna be the fee. That's not gonna be interest or anything like that. That's the fee just to get the loan. now. Regular banks, actually, you pay those as well. You pay lender points or lender fees as well to get the loan, just to pay for the loan. So you're actually paying these when you get a mortgage. So it's not like it's a different fee or anything than what you would get in a normal mortgage. You're just gonna most likely pay more. More than likely, it's gonna be two, three, four. I've even seen as high as like five or six points on a hard money loan. But here's the thing. As long as we're accounting for this expense when we're buying our property, it's going to be just fine. And just think about it. If you have a property that's making you, let's say $800 in passive income, but you had to use hard money and you did it right, like I'm going to show you how to actually make sure you do it right so you don't get stuck in the hard money. If you do it right and you were able to get out of that property or get out of that hard money, get in that property, still making $800 a month. It doesn't matter how much you're paying because your tenants are paying. It. You're making sure the numbers are working up right, which I'll get into in just a second. Now, on top of the points, there are other things you're going to have to be paying. Another one is interest rate the interest rate could be as low as you know prime rate whatever the regular rates are but that hardly ever happens usually it's going to be like 7 8 10% up to like 14% depending on the lender the hard money lender and your risk as somebody who's going to be borrowing and having your credit checked and all that sort of stuff. They're going to make sure that you're going to be somebody they want to lend to. So you might get a high interest rate. You might get somewhat very competitive. What I've seen on average is about 8% right now or maybe about five points above or five percentage points above what is currently in the market for a regular conventional loan. So just figure that. But here's the thing. When you call up the private money lender, the hard money lender, they're actually going to actually tell you what they want want. They're going to literally, this is how we, this is what we invest. This is what we do. This is what we want. On top of that, what you're also going to be looking for are the terms, the terms of the hard money loan. Now that could be something where you are a six month loan and they want you to pay them off as soon as a six month, or it could be a one year or two years. You can even negotiate extensions in there. If you need them, you want to make sure you talk about the terms because hard money lenders, the way they make their money are basically coming from the points. They make their money by lending the money and getting points, or getting that percentage of that loan in their pocket. The interest, it's not really that much because it's not like a 30-year loan. Even though it's like 14% or 10% or something that's really high in interest, it's not, it doesn't really translate to a lot of money to them. Where they make their money is in the points. Now they do, don't get me wrong, make a lot of money in interest, but they really love turning that money over. The more times that they can lend that money, let's say, give the example, you borrow $100,000, you pay five points, that's $5,000. But then they say, I want my money back in three months, or I want my money back in six months. Then they can take that same $100,000, they just made $5,000 off of you, they can take that same money and lend it to somebody else and make that $5,000 again on borrowing that money. So in one year, they could turn that $100,000 over twice, three times, four times. Let's say they did it four times. They made $20,000 by turning it over. So the faster they turn it over, the more money they make. That's why they want short, short loans. Interest is higher, but like I said, if you don't have that property because you didn't use hard money, then you're out that property. Now with that hard money, you're gonna make sure that you're gonna get out of the hard money as fast as possible because you don't want to get stuck with absorbent of fees because more than likely they're going to have lawyers that have drafted up these mortgage documents, information and stuff like that. They're going to have a lien against the property, just like everything a normal mortgage would have. And what they want is get their money back out. What you want is make sure you refinance it as quick as possible. Get in and get out. Now, what you're going to be thinking about is, oh my goodness, I'm paying all this money to a hard money lender. But like I said, number one, If you don't have the deal because you don't have the money, then you don't have the deal. You're not making a passive income. On top of having the money to be able to buy the property, another great reason to have a hard money lender is because they look over your deal. They analyze the deal for you. So your hard money lenders analyze the deals for you to make sure that you're going to be making money, making sure that they're going to make their money. Because if you're not making money, they're not going to make money. They don't want that. So if your deal is not looking good, they're going to tell you, hey, We don't like lending on these deals because we've done it in the past and this is what's happened. We've lost money. The borrower lost money. We had to take back the property. We don't like doing that. So if you are going to buy a property, make sure it has this, this, and this. So they absolutely are investors. They know what good deals look like, and they're going to help you to make sure you're buying the right deals and not buying the wrong deals. So that's what I also love about hard money lenders. They've done it so much before. It's like having an expert in your back pocket, literally telling you, Hey, this is a good deal. When you get a mortgage, your mortgage broker is not going to make sure that you're making passive income, that you're buying the right property, that you've built the business for, first that you have a property manager you can rent it out they're not going to check any of that stuff hard money lenders are basically like me investors who have been doing it for a very very long time we still invest our own money but at the same time we have plenty of money that we can then lend to other people have our money work for us so your goal as an investor is to eventually become a hard money lender where you're lending out your money making money on those points now i absolutely think you can absolutely do this now let me give you the steps to actually getting a hard money number one Finding the right hard money lender. You need to find the right hard money lender. And when you're interviewing all these hard money lenders, which I suggest you should interview quite a few hard money lenders, because each one is gonna have different points, different fees. They might even have other fees and different interest rates, different terms, all that stuff. And what you wanna do is you wanna compare apples to apples, figure out what each one charges, see if you're gonna work well with them and go with the right one that you feel is gonna be best for your business. That's step number one. Step number two would be the valuation. Basically, the valuation of the property, are you gonna be making passive income every single month? Are you capturing equity? Are you basically buying it for lower than it's worth? Are you gonna be able to do forced appreciation, make the value higher? They're gonna help you check all this stuff. And so the valuation of the property is very, very crucial. And remember, like I told you, they're actually gonna analyze a deal with you. They're gonna say, this is a good deal, or this is a bad deal. Either one, they're gonna help you to understand that. And so as you're actually going through the entire process of valuation, they're gonna be holding your hand, walking you through. It's just like an investor like me making sure that this deal is right because if the deal is not right for you, it's not right for them. The third thing that you actually need to do on top of that is getting contractor bids because they're going to want to make sure that you could fix up the property to get rented or if you're going to flip it, they want to make sure that how much it's actually going to cost to make sure that it gets done, make sure that you actually have the money that you're borrowing from them to actually get the project done. Last thing they want is a property. They don't, they're not, if they wanted to buy the property, they absolutely would. They don't want that. They want to lend their money. They want to make money from their money. So you're actually going to get bids. Now, I personally suggest, and I have a whole other video, check in the description on how to actually utilize contractors, make sure they're doing the right job, all that sort of stuff. Check in the description below for that. Now, as you're actually going to contractors, the biggest thing to do is get multiple bids. Absolutely get multiple bids. If you're only getting one bid, you're really going to just lose a lot of money. Get multiple bids. Now the fourth step that you need to do is actually get a project manager that's going to be overseeing the entire project, the construction rehab and all that sort of stuff, and they're going to be taking draws or basically getting money from the hard money lender, taking draws to fix up the property because that's a part of the whole process is fixing up the property. So they're going to be taking draws and, you know, if it costs $1000 to do this, they're going to take a draw of $1000 and then fix that certain thing. So they're going to be taking draws. So you want the proper project manager to actually be overseeing everything inside the construction, the rehab, everything about the property to get ready to rent. The last thing is to refinance and pull your money back out. Let's say you're gonna sell it or keep it. If you're gonna flip the property, then you just sell it and you pay the hard money lender back, which is, if you see all these fix and flip shows, TV shows on HDTV and all that, that's basically what they do. They get hard money lenders, And they get in the property, they pay fees and pay points and all that sort of stuff. And then they refinance it if they need to. But more than likely, they sell the property, sell the property, pay off the hard money lender, get into another property and make a profit in that. Now, if you're doing long term, what you must do is refinance the property to get that cash out do a cash out refinance, pay off the hard money lender. So then you can free up that whole entire hard money. You're out of the hard money. You're now in a long term fixed like 30 year loan. I wanted to share with you the pro coaching or the pro tips that I'm going to give you. If you're going to be doing this for our long term rental property, what you should do to make sure you don't get stuck because the last thing you want is for the hard money lender to charge you extra, extra, extra money on top of it, take the property back and all that sort of stuff. So This is the main thing that you must be doing. Before you actually buy the property and utilize the hard money, what you must do, 100% must do, is get a backup on that hard money. You want to get that backup. Now, that backup will actually be the reason for buying the property because what you don't want is to get into a contract with a property and you don't have a backup For your hard money lender, because the hard money lender may just say, you know what, I don't wanna lend on this property. For whatever reason, they might have lent their money to somebody else and they don't have enough money for you. So definitely have a backup so that you can go and finish out that property, buy the property. Now, here's the big, big key. Most people will never tell you this. I'm literally gonna give you this huge pro tip. Just think of it as one on one coaching. I'm definitely gonna do it for free for you. What you wanna do, once you have that backup, you go through the process. Before you even sign, on the dotted line with a hard money lender, before you're actually going to buy the property, what you're going to do is you're going to get two ways to get out of the hard money. Think about this. Before you even sign your name, before you even have that money in your pocket, you already have ways to get out. Now, the ways would be refinancing or selling or something like that. You already have these set in stone. See, I like to be proactive as opposed to reactive. I love being proactive in my business because I have more options. I make more money. When I'm reactive, I lose money because I don't know what's going to happen. And so I just take the best of what I can figure out. No, I want to know beforehand. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to get two ways to get out of the money, out of the hard money. What you're going to find is a a bank. Go to all these different banks. Go to any mortgage broker and say, hey, I'm buying a property with hard money. And what I need to do is a cash out refinance. The biggest tip I can give you on top of everything I'm giving you now is to be completely transparent, completely honest with the mortgage broker and say, I'm literally buying hard money, whatever they need to know, like who it is, what are the points? If they need to know all that stuff, literally tell them everything. Because what you don't want is to have that hard money and then hoping and believing that you're going to be able to refinance it out. But all of a sudden they can't because there's something that you didn't disclose or not necessarily disclose, but like tell them now. What we want to do is have one way to get out. But here's another thing. I'm going to tell you even more of pro coaching. Have a backup to that first way. I want you to have two ways to get out. could be like your grandma. Hey, grandma, I am buying this house, and in case it doesn't happen, I want to have this backup. My suggestion, have grandma ready, but then have two banks ready to refinance pull that cash out so that you can pay off the hard money lender. That's a huge, huge deal you do not wanna end up with, and they're not gonna have Jimmy the Wolf break your kneecaps, but what you're gonna have is potentially having more fees And worst case scenario, the actually hard money lender is gonna take the property from you. You don't want that. So have two ways to get out of the hard money. Now, this is everything about hard money. There's so many things that you can do to invest in real estate. Get my free real estate investing course in the description below. Go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. I'll show you how to find properties, fund properties, how to make money, $250 a month in passive income. Make it an automatic business. I wanna show you how to do that. Get it for free, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. And as always, I'm super excited to have you guys here with me. Thank you so much for lending me your ear. I want to see you get investing. Start investing right away. It'll change your life for the better. You won't need a degree ever again. And your kids will never need a degree if you teach them what you learn on how to invest in real estate. All right, guys. See you next week. See ya.